Welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia, and these are the facts of my life. Please stay tuned for the rest of this episode to get tips, facts, and resources for your highest and best self. On this episode, I have a special guest, an expert, a therapist, to come in to give you guys some you know, more resources and insight on to have healthy relationships, not only with yourself, with others, romantically, friendships, and family. And before you continue listening to this episode, I need you to pause for a moment, download and subscribe to Facts of Life. And while you're here, well, while you're there, comment and let me know your thoughts on this episode or any other episode that you listen to and I'm encouraging you to just stay a little longer so you can get some you know real talk about your life all right peace come on let me tell you about the facts of life So I want to welcome our guest, Misha Granado. Granado. Um, Misha is a therapist, speaker, and author, and she is the owner of Love Grows, the relationship consultants boutique firm that focuses on cultivating healthy relationships in your life. Misha is a certified prepare and rich relationship therapist, and she was voted um best in premarital counseling by the texas brides so welcome misha to facts of life thank you for coming thanks for having me yes and um did you want to add anything to your bio anything did i did i leave anything out you covered it so yes so i have (laughs) been i have been a therapist now for maybe over 16 years i am a former university professor um, teaching intro to psychology at florida a&m university um, where i'm also an alumni as well as Purdue viewing and university um (laughs) so (laughs) they went to Purdue. oh okay (laughs) okay (laughs) so yes so um in in addition to being a therapist, of course, a speaker as well, an author as well, and the focus is healthy relationships. Yes, yes, beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, So I wanted to have Misha on the show because I had the pleasure of hearing her speak at a networking event that I went to last spring, Um, and the network was hosted by Glittered and Goals, and it was a self-reflection program or event, and I'm not sure how we got on the topic, but one thing I remember from you talking was talking about the mother and daughter relationships. And um, I don't know how I started to share, but I, I shared my, you know, thoughts about, well, my about my relationship with my mother. And I remember you saying something about having boundaries with your parents. And like that has like been in the back of my mind ever since, because I'm just like, as you get older, you know, your relationships with your parents change, and sometimes, <coughs> sorry, it's harder, cha- more challenging to, like, navigate those relationships dependent on, like, how you grew up with your, you know, your parents, your mom, or your dad, so um, I definitely wanted you to come on and just give some more in-depth conversation, um, analysis on relationships and boundaries, um, because we all need it. 
so yeah but before we get started with that um i want to start off with an icebreaker okay uh so it's national book month um what's your favorite book or what book are you currently reading sheesh um and i have an entire library in my home mm, um i love that i I'm not currently reading anything right now because we just moved. Okay. <laughs> so I'm packing the library. Right. Um, but I do like a lot of books that focus on, I, I, I really like character development. So re- to, to be able to see the growth of a character mm. because I think that's so relatable to who we are. Like as humans, we're not static, right? Right. We're constantly evolving. And I think that if we can see the way that people evolve just through different characters or different mediums that we see it opens our minds and our perspectives and I think what it also does it allows us to generate or grow within compassion for others because then we start to see that there's very different walks of life and different realities right so yes, you caught me off guard. There with that book. <laughs> no, I wish okay. I would have known. I would have came with my all my cool all your books, books, right? <laughs> no, it's I, okay. I just, yes, it's okay. But that's good. That's now. Good what about book. you? What book are you reading? What book am I reading? I'm reading Light on Yoga. Okay. Because it's a requirement for my yoga teacher training. Oh yay. So um, basically, I mean, the book does a, a good synopsis of yoga. But it's going over the poses and how to get into the poses, what the poses, um, like the definition, the meaning of them, like right. what we use them for. Um, so it's really interesting. Like yoga is just, it's just it's so good. So are you're going to to become a yoga instructor? Is that yes, okay? That's my now, how goal. long have you been practicing yoga on your own? Um, it's been a couple years. Good, yes. good. It's been a couple years. Um, I've been like inconsistent but this year I've been way more consistent um especially with being in the training so it's like I kind of have to be more consistent um because eventually I would like to teach others so yeah no I love that because with my clients whenever they start therapy I also recommend that they either go into yoga Mm -hmm. to start the practice or to start gardening right Mm -hmm. to start to grow a plant and and I really like them to have different types of plants because with with the therapy and the unpacking that we're doing and the way that they're growing and evolving once they have something physical to to watch as well it really to. makes a connection for them and right. then it also shows how we need different things in different seasons based on the different plants right there's some plants that need a lot of sun mm-hmm. others thrive well in the shade some mm-hmm. need to be watered every day right. others like my orchid which i i i love the orchid because it's so beautiful and on the outside it seems like it's this very fragile plant because it's so it's just beautiful it's just this very regal flower Mm -hmm. but it's so simple to take care of them they don't require a lot like you can put an ice cube in there once a week and that's enough water for them Mm. you put them not in direct sunlight but enough that they can get it and i i love that because it's just they're beautiful but it, it's so minimal what yes. they require. It's not all this extra to make, you know, it needs to be this very. Outside exactly. And cutting and. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is, is when we're, when we're working on healing ourselves and really centering and grounding and coming back to who we are or dis- discovering or rediscovering who we are, it is 
because a lot of times we try to control, right? And, right? and a lot of times that's a result of some type of trauma that we've experienced somewhere in our life, whether it's a lot of times, a lot of our emotional wounds come in childhood, mm-hmm. but they can come in different places as well. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that we try to protect ourselves from future hurts are being very stringent because we feel if we can control as much of the external world as possible, we can also control being hurt or not being hurt and so I think when we start to look at that's why I like to look at the orchid because here it is it's it requires such minimal to be to thrive and to be beautiful and to just be Mm -hmm. that was beautiful yeah I appreciate that because I never looked at plants that way it's Mm -hmm. just like okay I have plants because they add you know flavor to the house and you know, some plants I have, they don't, like you said, they don't require, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of attention. Um, but I never looked at it yeah. that way. I never looked at it that way. So and that you know what? Beautiful. I got into gardening um, during the pandemic. And mm. and one of the things that I discovered is I like to purchase um, maybe like adolescent or junior high age type of plants Mm -hmm. right and not to grow them from a seed I I like them to already kind of be big and blooming and and I made the connection that I also like that in my relationships there is a minimum emotional maturity level that I require in my relationships right so Mm -hmm. whether it's my friendships definitely my romantic relationship because based on where I am emotionally Mm -hmm. and so again making that analogy with plants like there's we're going to encounter people the same way who are just starting their healing journey so they're like this seedling right but if you're further (laughs) on your journey like this isn't a match right because they're learning that and and you you require more in your spaces like there's a minimal emotional maturity level that I need to be able to thrive in 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 my relationship so right yeah that's important that's important because you can get into a lot of arguments that way too I've noticed that on my journey as well it's like you know um or I've noticed that you know since I've been doing growing I'm not saying I'm perfect Mm -hmm. but when you know you go back to even I should use family as an example. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> when you when you go on this journey and then it's like you start rekindling old family relationships. Sure. Um, it's just like, oh, I need to take a step back. Yeah. And it's like you want the relationship to work, so it's like you do your best, but it's like you you can't always you can't cut off every member of your family. Sure. But um, it's definitely challenging and it can cause a lot of friction, I've noticed in my own in my own life. And, Um, and, you know, we can't. Well, I mean, I guess you can divorce your family, Um, but it's it's about putting up healthy boundaries. And the thing about boundaries are the boundaries are for you. Right. mm -hmm. The boundaries are for you and your wellness and to protect that Um, external entities oftentimes are not going to like it especially if it starts to limit their access to you Mm. or it starts to require them to be accountable for their bad behavior so i so if you use your voice and you say hey family member a um when you say this or when you speak to me like this i feel b because of c 
So I'm asking you not to speak to me that way. Right. right? And so <laughs> your family, depending on the family dynamics, right? Who do you think you're talking to? I'm your mama. This and that, 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 right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, I understand that. But for where I am and for my wellness, I'm asking you. And I would like to cultivate a relationship or to cultivate a different type of relationship with you. But right. but this is what I require right. for, for anybody in my space. Because like you said, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm shedding some of my old ways and things that no longer work for me. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, there's, there's some people that are not going to like it. And that's okay. They don't it, have it to. It's perfectly okay. But it limits their access to you. Right. Yeah. So how do, how long do you think it takes for boundaries to, like, actually be set in place with, when you have a family member like that? Sure. Do you think it takes one time, or, like, how many times do you think it takes for them to, like, actually get it? So, yeah. So that depends on <laughs> the the toxicity and of, it. it depends on that. It depends on the norms of the family. Um, because you have to realize that in these types of examples, you're the one who's changed, right? Mm-hmm. The whole family's the same. We're still kicking it. You're the one who got out there and got brand new, you know. So for them, you're the outside, the outsider, right? They don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> and so there, there isn't a set number, right? Mm-hmm. So one or two things are going to happen is that you're, you're going to have to consistent. Consistency is the key, that you'll have to consistently put that boundary up and to say it however however you say it it looks different in each family right Mm -hmm. um and one or two things well many things can happen but one they'll either stop kind of like wanting to be around you because it's just like well i'm not going to do that i'm not going to adhere to your boundaries right yeah yeah, i'm not going to do it or you're gonna you're gonna limit your interaction with them because now what it is because your wellness is your responsibility Mm -hmm. it's yours and so I really ask people to always think about how do you feel in the presence of other people or when you leave other people check in with yourself what does your energy feel like do you Mm -hmm. feel like you're constricted do you feel drained I know all of us have had situations that the phone call and and a phone call comes in and you really have to look and see like do I have the emotional bandwidth because you know this person is full of drama mm-hmm. you already know what the phone call is about to be about right because right. it's about the same thing every time you speak to them right right so that's just an example of checking in how do you feel energy wise with individuals right so yeah okay those are some good tips on some on boundaries <laughs> so if you're struggling in that area Make sure that you implement this in your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what makes you a good partner? And this is for romantic relationships, friendships, and family. What makes you a good partner? So I think the best thing is knowing yourself right and and that's the whole thing of love grows is that it is a lifelong journey because we're not static right we're always evolving so who you were in 
2016, I'm sure it's very different than who you are today mm -hmm. sitting here interviewing me, right? right? Just your own growth and your evolution and the experiences you've had and things like that. Because once we know ourselves better is that we show up differently in our relationships. We know how to use our voice. And when knowing ourselves, that means knowing what our deal breakers are, what are our boundaries, what are the things that expand or constrict our heart and our mind, how do we use our voice, how do we um, convey a point when it's different than someone else's, right, without being disrespectful or demeaning and things like that, how to use our voice to call people on, like, listen, you're, you're being abusive, you're being verbally abusive, and it's, it's unacceptable, mm -hmm. right? It's not acceptable. Yes. So that is, we're able to do that when, when we know ourselves, right? Right. Through, whether it's through therapy, discovering through that, if it's doing other activities, like you mentioned yoga earlier, mm -hmm. and I know that, now I've practiced yoga, it's been some time, I've been <laughs> off the mat for a while, but when I was in Florida, I practiced daily, right. and I was up at three o'clock in the morning, and that's when I did my practice, mm -hmm. and the mind-body-spirit connection at that level, it was so clear, right, yes. like just from my thoughts to manifestation was so clear, it was like in instantaneous, mm -hmm. right, and so from that, of course, it went to the food I was eating, and just even the, the type of food that I, my body was now asking for, Right. So again, so that's another way that you evolve into knowing who you are, knowing self better, mm -hmm. which allows you to show up in, in your relationships differently and better as well. Right. And also looking at your all of your previous relationships as well, taking the time to reflect on it. What have I learned? Like what was my role? What are the lessons that I've, I've learned from this space? What is um, something that as I move on, things that I'm going to keep, things that I'm going to discard, things I could have done better, all of that. Because the more that we know, we show up more confident. Our, our screening process, definitely, you tighten up that application process, right? <laughs> so the thing Get is- Get a grip. Exactly, mm -hmm. so when you know yourself, like you don't need to date old boy. Like you know, like you dated him back in 2018, you already know this type of gentleman does not work for you, right? right? So you're able to tighten up that application process. And so you even start attracting a different type of people and more importantly, being attracted to different types of people right. than you were before. Yeah. I've noticed that too with myself um, and I'm glad that you're here I, mm -hmm. I just need to say that because I'm glad that we have an expert on the podcast because yeah. I've been trying to you know do my own thing based sure. on the therapy that I've been Good. <laughs> that I've been doing Good. Um, but I wanted to go back to what you said about um, self-reflecting on your relationships mm -hmm. I did that last summer what'd you find out that I had some work to do, Good. and um, I sat down with my therapist, and I went over all the relationships that I had wrote down, and like, okay. you know, and from that moment, it has allowed me to be a better friend. Like, mm. I, I'm starting that friendship right now. That's where we need to start. Yes, thank going you. Going to... Oh you know, even though, like, my desire is to be married and mm -hmm. to be in a romantic relationship, I knew that I had to start being a better friend yeah. before I even took the next step to get into a serious relationship again, you Good. know? Um, so I'm glad that you said that mm -hmm. um, because 
more people should be doing that. I mean, so <laughs> what? Like, what are y'all? Y'all are just meeting mofo's and just dating them. Like, y'all not y'all aren't being friends with them. You're just dating strangers. Um, I used to. Okay. Yeah. See, I this used is to the problem, yeah. right? Like this. <laughs> this is the problem because I we don't. To. You don't know the other individual, right? Right. And I hear people say all the time, like they may have like a really good friend, right? Who's right. Um, of the opposite gender, mm-hmm. right? Oh, he's my best friend. And people may ask because you see see both people together and like, hey, are y'all dating? Have you right. thought about dating? Yeah. Oh, y'all look, chemistry's nice. Right. And people, oh, no, I don't want to date them because I don't want to ruin the friendship, right? Mm. And I always ask people, what type of behavior do you engage in in a romantic relationship that you feel that if you were to engage in that same behavior in this friendship, it would ruin it? What is that? What is that disconnect? I think it's sex a lot of times. Well, I'm just saying based on like my thinking. I think it's sex. Like people when sex get involved, sex gets involved. Like emotions rise. People, you know, thoughts change. People get possessive. And I'm not saying this is for everybody, um, but I see that with a lot of millennials. Um, Like sex is a you know this thing that and but I sex know. is so easy it's so basic right tell it's, me it's, more about <laughs> it being basic <laughs> i mean it's, it's 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 so basic so like if you if you know maslow's hierarchy right maslow is a therapist mm-hmm. and he has the hierarchy of i'm blanking right now but there's this triangle picture right. triangle the base of the triangle is the largest and the way that this theory works is at the base level the animalistic level is food, sex, shelter, water. Mm. Food, sex, shelter, water. Okay. Basic, right? right? And those are the basic needs that need to be met before individuals are able to elevate higher on this on this pyramid with the highest point being self-actualization, mm. right? And so what happens is, is a lot of people reside here at the base level, mm. which is very, it's, it's no, what makes it different than animals? Right. Right. What makes it? It's it's the same thing. Food. We gotta right. hunt. The lion's gonna hunt when it's hungry. Right. We gotta re, uh, procreate. Gotta have more lion babies. Mm-hmm. You know, and shelter when the storms come. Right. right. But as humans, we're more evolved than that. Right. And so it's important for us. And this goes back to doing the work and understanding who we are as individuals, because there's a lot of things externally that promote messages that don't support that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's bad bitches this and that get the bag get flown out <laughs> all of, all of this type of stuff right yeah but outside then what right after the orgasm then what right after the bag and getting flown out and this and that with individuals you don't have a connection with who don't care about you who you are disposable mm-hmm. because there's another woman who's prettier Who's butts bigger? Mm-hmm. Who does more tricks? Who's more Way more tricks? Right, you know, <laughs> and and this and that. Yeah. And so now you're this commodity that that and, uh, that can be disposed of. Right, right. And so it's not until you realize and move and, and remove yourself out of that that equation or norm or what's being pushed on you as normal right and then from there you start to say like okay i want something different so you mentioned like i want to be married Mm -hmm. so the question that i always always ask is why like why do you want to be married and when and and then from there what is marriage to you 
Like, how do you define that, right? Because a lot of times people, we, we think that because we speak the same language, we erroneously think that we operationally define things the same. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's a lot of disconnect with people. Right. Because if we say that I want someone that's honest, well, how do you define honesty? Right. Because people have all of these little kind of, eh, eh, well, I, uh, yeah. uh, right? But how do you operationally define that? Mm -hmm. How do you operationally define monogamy? Because people, again, will have all of these different definitions. Oh, well, I just got hit. That doesn't uh, doesn't count. That's not cheating. We were just Or I just, uh, you know, (laughs) or I'm in the DMs or I'm having an emotional, you know, relationship with someone else, right? So Mm -hmm. how do we operationally define that? Again, it always comes back to you. It always comes back to you. Right. You just said a word because a lot of us don't take the time to, again, reflect on our lives and figure out what it is that we want and we need and who we are as people. Like, if you ask a lot of people, who are you? Sure. People be like, I don't know. Right. Or they're going to rattle off a lot of the things that they've acquired. Right. these are my degrees, this is mm-hmm. where I live, these are the things I have, this is what I do, this right. is my job, I'm, you know, I'm a mom, or whatever right. the case may be. Yeah, and you, and I wanted to also go back to the hierarchy, because mm-hmm. when you mentioned sex and, you know, the analogy with animals, mm-hmm. I was also reading um, the autobiography of a yogi, okay. and um, he, the, you know, I I don't want to mispronounce his name. Okay. But uh, he mentioned in the book that his parents only had sex when they wanted to have babies. Like, they didn't have sex, and they were married. And I just thought it was interesting because it's like, that's all you see in, well, they were in India, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that's all you see in America and, you know, modern-day society is like, we see sex everywhere. Yeah. It, It just doesn't matter. So it's like, people... You know, we feel or we we think that this has to be a part of our lives. And, um, you know, especially when you bring children into the mix, too. So I just thought that was really interesting um, because not everybody thinks about sex that way. Like it was only supposed to be for procreation, like not for us to be fulfilling our lower desires in ourselves. And I and I think that like so let's let's not let's not get too far off the tangent. Okay. <laughs> is that no, I mean sex is beautiful, yeah. right? Like sex is it's very powerful as well. It's a beautiful energy exchange. It's a beautiful way to connect individuals. Mm-hmm. But at that same time when we're talking about the connection is it's also important to understand who are you connecting with, right? right? So who are they energetically? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Because, again, sex is the closest that you can come to some, um, connect with someone physically. Like, this right. person is in your body right. as a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so, Period. it's and, and I think that, you know, this is us as the receivers, mm-hmm. right? Because, of course, there's, I mean, even when we just think about it biologically, the consequences for women with, with sex is a lot different, right? So right. Not, not just the outcome of pregnancy and those type of things, but the way that our bodies are, are designed just with STIs and mm-hmm. all of that within that can attack our wombs, can attack, you know, you can become sterile, yep. those type of things. Um, whereas men with their their penis outside of their body. I think sometimes it's, it's as if they're <laughs> detached from them. Yeah. Just, I'll just stick this anywhere. Like, right. I don't care. And so <laughs> they can't, so they can have uh, nine anywhere. They could get nine the women hole, pregnant. It doesn't matter. To, yeah. You know, so, but, 
I think that that's, again, why it's so important. Like, who are you connecting with? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned, like, oh, well, when sex gets involved, then emotions, and then people get crazy, and then people get possessive. Yeah. It's because it is, and, and that's why it goes back to you knowing self, right? Mm-hmm. If you know that you cannot have recreational sex, get up, high-five it, all right, homie, talk to you whenever. Yeah. Like, if you're not that woman, then don't play yourself, right? right. So this is important for you to know that about yourself mm. so you don't enter into these spaces without developing a friendship. Because from there, it's like, and, and when you start to speak to people who are in these healthy marriages or even relationships, they will all come back to we were friends first. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it even starts off with usually the woman like I didn't even like him in the beginning right yeah I've <laughs> like, heard I, a lot of those stories I didn't even so, like him yeah <laughs> so, he just kept bothering he just, me he, I mean he was just here <laughs> yeah but really what it is is that they developed a friendship mm-hmm. and those are the and and that's why when I go back to and you'll hear me say this throughout this whole conversation mm-hmm. it always comes back to self because what do you need again what are the characteristics that expand or constrict your heart and your mind right so if you know that you want someone with integrity, someone who is honest, someone who is monogamous because monogamy is important to you. Um, having, That's important. You know, having um, some a partner who's honest that mm-hmm. if they say something, you know it to be true. Like their word is their bond. Right. Right. So if you know that for you, then as we're tightening up this application process for dating, is that you know that's at the top of your list. Mm-hmm. And this and and this is the thing you want people who autonomously on their own live their life like that. So they're not living their life like that because I met Z and she's flying. I want to be you know in her life. Like mm-hmm. no, not that outside of you he's honest outside of whether someone's looking or not he's honest whether he's with you or not he's monogamous because that's what he respects in his life in the way that he lives and so when you guys partner you guys are aligned and those are things that that won't constrict your heart and mind what happens is is we oftentimes or sometimes we partner with individuals who have fundamentally you guys are at odds Mm. because the things that you desire the things that you need the things that you want fundamentally this person cannot give that to you because that's not how they live their life it's not in their character right so there's no amount of therapy that's going to fix this relationship there is no fixing if if this is someone who doesn't believe in monogamy and who's a liar Mm. You can't change that because that's character. Character is very specific to an individual. This is their moral compass. This is the way that they interface with the world. The way that you did not give them their character, you can't change it. Period. Yeah. Period. And I I talked about that on the last show, just moving on and letting go when it doesn't work. And it doesn't have to just be romantic. Friendships and, you know. Business. Business. Just let it go if it's not going to work. There's no need to keep exerting your energy if you know it's not going to work. Like, And that's why you need to start vetting people out. And I always say. What do you say? Journal. Yes. Write these things down, people. I'm because with you. <laughs> because I'm with you, you need to. Yeah. It's it's good to go back and like read these things as well. Yeah. Like, um And just to see, you know, like I've been keeping journals for many, many years. Mm. And and I and I'm 
I'm also one of the ones that like I love journals. So then I'll buy a new one, haven't finished this one, and just so I have all these kind of unfinished chapters. <laughs> but going back and reading some of my early journal, just kind of where I was in life, because even though I'm here and I'm like, you know, Miss Love Girls, right. I mean, it's because I've also on that same journey that you're doing, I've done it, I'm mm-hmm. still doing it, still evolving, still right. shedding and deepening and elevating and all of that but when I read some of those early journal entries and just like oh man I am so I happy for exactly, you right? it's, it's just like man here and just kind of seeing like you said not leaving a space not letting go and trying mm. to be at the whiteboard and trying to figure stuff out with your girlfriends and a Child. bottle of wine and drawing these complex flow charts and all of this and it's like men aren't that complicated like if you have to do all of that he's not the one sis he's not it it's just if, if you a bottle of wine in and a whiteboard flow chart go do something else with your he, time he's not it yeah he's I not agree. he's not it I agree. <laughs> Speaking of girlfriends, do you watch TV? I do. Have you watched Girlfriends? You know what? I know that they have come back. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? And I wasn't really a big Girlfriends fan in the... Really? I know. Please don't kick me out of here. <laughs> like, I know that's blasphemy as a black woman to say that. But I, I didn't really watch it. But I know... I mean, I know the premise of it. Okay. And, you know, but go ahead. Go. I'm sure I can answer whatever you're yes. going to say. Yes. Um, if it's not specific well, if characters. You, no, it's not specific, <laughs> but... Um, do you, based on what you did see, what you did watch, do you think that they were good friends and partners, not only to each other, but the, their romantic partners as well? See, I don't, I didn't watch enough of it to know. Okay. Yeah. Well, to them, to their friendships? Not no? enough to Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. I've been watching a lot of girlfriends because so I'm just like. So now you tell me then, since, since this is a show that you watch, what is, now I do know the four women characters. Yes. I, I do know their characters and then the guy who was William exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so I know those characters okay. and just kind of like a general synopsis right yeah. so what is your take on on the friendships I think that uh, I feel like they're good and they're bad okay. like you said there was so there's room for improvement and I know it's a okay. fictional show sure. you know but there was definitely room for improvement in their relationships but one thing mm-hmm. go back to the boundaries um, they did not have enough boundaries in their friendship. And it made me start thinking about my friendships and, like, my past friendships. And I'm like, maybe this is why this didn't work because, okay. you know, I didn't have any boundaries. And, and boundaries. And, and so going – so using the show as an example, you are saying that they did not have boundaries. So give an example of, like, a boundary that you feel like should have been there in the friendship. So Joan – um, you know, she had this house. She was a lawyer. She had, you know, she's making good money. Okay. They were always at her house. Okay. They were, they would just show up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uninvited, okay. a lot of the times, eating her food. Sometimes they would stay. Some people, I know Lynn, for example, because mm-hmm. she was like, you know, doing her creative thing. Sure. And I love her for that because <laughs> I just want to be a full time creative. Right, just but, an artist. Yeah, just an artist. Yeah. Um, but Lynn, she stayed there more than a few times because she didn't have any money to live. She didn't have anywhere to live. But sure. um, and then with Joan and Tony, um, like they were the best friends. Like they just they had no boundaries. Like they just said whatever they wanted. They hurt each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. It was just 
it's a it's entertaining, but I'm just like, this is not. Yeah. I hope nobody says they want to be like Joan, and that's no shade to Tracy Ellis Ross because she's beautiful and I sure. love her. And we, um, and we know Joan is a character, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but my next question um, is, why do you think? And I've I've seen this with women in my life, but why do you think that? women value their relationships with men more than they do with women hmm. um like i i've seen this you know from my own experience that i've had friends where it's like they would be so quick to cut me off and then they would just make it work with this man who has like cheated on them mm. has side babies break babies emotionally abusive not physically, but sure. they would just do so much to make it work with them. But when it came to, you know, our relationship, it was just like, okay, well, you know, that's enough. And I'm just like, you know, so, but it's not only me. I know there's other women in the world that value, you know, their relationship with men more than they do with women. So why do you think that is? You know what? I think I think that's a great question. And it varies for each woman that's in that situation. I think one is the way that girls and boys are socialized. And I can speak about how we're socialized in this country. Mm-hmm. But it is from little girls, how are we socialized? The princess. I mean, all of the stories, it's about some man coming to save us, whether it was mm. Sleeping Beauty, whether it was The Little Mermaid, whether it was... Um, any of these other characters I can't remember Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not until this man has come into their world is it kind of like now (laughs) right right and so being socialized getting that messages as little girls and then of course then the wedding uh, the wedding industry or that whole complex because there's I mean I'm sure you may know women who have an entire wedding planned everything and they're not in a relationship there is no yeah. man there is no partner <laughs> but but they have planned an entire wedding right and and even just that standpoint is like now looking for a man to just insert into my world so again when we going back to how we early spoke about earlier friendships mm-hmm. right because when we're talking about friendships now we're talking about us building and creating something together. Like I'm concerned about your happiness and wellness and well-being as you are as mine, as we are of our for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What are we going to co-create together? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what I also like to say. There's a difference between looking at marriage as a milestone and marriage as person specific. Marriage as a milestone is a checklist item. Graduate high school check. Go to college check. Pledge a sorority check, mm-hmm. graduate check, get married check, right. have babies check. And so when it's a checklist item, it's not person specific. That's when you start looking around and it's like, okay, I want to be married before 30. Mm-hmm. I'm 28. Right. Who am I dating? Let me look around. Okay, I need to make it work with him. Okay, and let's fast track it because I have this whole wedding that I've already developed at 13 that I need you to come on and just get with the script and come in here, Mm -hmm. which is it's very different than marriage being person specific. Mm -hmm. Back to the friendships that you and I have co-created this beautiful space and we want to marry each other. That's very different with relate with with marriage being person specific. Right. And so going back to your question about how some women may 
value their romantic relationships over their other relationships I think that it it play all of that plays into it right so it's the way that we're socialized as little girls the multi-billion dollar wedding industry Mm -hmm. um, depending on what families they came from did they come from a family of parents were married 30 40 years and it's just kind of like that's what you do you mm-hmm. that is a sign of being an adult is you get married Making it work. you have babies yeah. you those type of things what did they see in their household right right because even though that plays a big part in how we view relationships and our boundaries and things like that what did you see with mom and dad mm-hmm. and if mom and dad weren't there the relationships that you did see with aunt, whoever, whoever right. the relationships were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's just many different things that play into that. But then also going back to relationship with self, right? Because in the example that you gave with, you know, breakup babies, this baby's infidelity, lies, this and that, mm-hmm. it goes back to her. Mm-hmm. Why does she feel or believe that she doesn't deserve more than this. Mm-hmm. Like where, what are her emotional wounds that she feels like this is what I'm going to accept, right? Yeah. And and so yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. I never thought of it that way. I'm just, I was in, I'm coming from, I, I remember I asked this question on Facebook probably like a year or two okay. ago and people, a lot of, and back to the sex, a lot of women answered and said, it's because of the sex. Mm. Um, that's why I stay. Like, that's why, that's what's important to me. And I remember, um, I remember asking one of my, well, one of my friends, she um, replied and she was um, saying something similar. It's just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, women are not that significant. And I just thought it was oh, wow. crazy because mm. I'm just like, why would it why wouldn't you want healthy relationships yeah. with with other women you know yeah. like that's important to me but it's not important it, to everybody and you know what and it's it's interesting like when i was in undergrad and most of my friends were guy friends right okay. and i and i did have like a few girlfriends mm-hmm. and we all hung out with the same guys right right and and our whole thing was like okay guys don't have the drama it's easy just kind of kick it it's not a big to do do to do you can just whatever right. you know with women there's all this <laughs> you know yeah but as i got older and realized that there's such value and beauty in cultivating healthy relationships with women just because women we connect differently um the way that we can sit across from each other and have a conversation for like an hour straight you know just maybe over food maybe over drinks maybe over nothing just Mm -hmm. we can chat 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 Mm -hmm. chat right you know and there's and and the way that women speak amongst themselves the same way that the way that men speak amongst themselves and how we speak with each other they're, they're different it's different languages that we speak not one one's not better or worse than the other they're just different yeah and there's space for all of it and I think one of the I think one of the I don't know saddest I don't know but just as far as the society that we live in now is how there's this false belief that multiple things cannot coexist at the same time like there Mm. aren't multiple realities can be true at the same time so you can 
you can value and have healthy relationships with women and value and have healthy relationship with your significant other and value and have a healthy relationship with self. Like they can all exist. You don't have to choose one or the other. You don't have to like, and, and I think that's when, especially in our society, this whole pushing of scarcity, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you got to hustle, you got to grind, it's somebody else to get it before you, and if you're this, like, you know, sleep's for the dead, and it's like, no, sleep is important to wellness. Right. Like, you need to be rested. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be, mm-hmm. and so that's why it always comes back to self, right? Mm-hmm. Coming back, and for you, and the beauty of that when it comes back to self is that you can define what your reality is going to be. Like, if that means that I'm going to value the women relationships, friendships that I have, then the way that you cultivate and nurture the relationships in your life, and then also you're going to start to attract and be attracted to different women who also value relationships. They value you as an individual, and it's not like, oh, she's just some woman and just, you know, a woman I can go kick it with when I'm single and we out looking for men and all of that. It's like, no, I know Z, and she's dope, Mm -hmm. and she brings this to my life into the world and she's making these contributions and energetically you know all of that and it's I see you as an individual as a woman as a black woman as a human Mm -hmm. as a dope being and I value that and so together we're going to co-create and co-nurture a space and that's the same with our romantic relationships and any other relationships the people who you who you collaborate with these gentlemen here what's up Okay. <laughs> These gentlemen, <laughs> right? There's there's plenty of people who could, you know, do the sounds and who could do the camera and the lighting for you. But there's a reason that you connected with these these gentlemen, right? right? Um, many people have the same talents that they have, mm-hmm. right? So again, it goes back to the relationship, the way that y'all flow, the energy, the connection that they know your vision, they support it, you know theirs, mm-hmm. and so. All of that can coexist at the same time. And so I think that's it. And one of the things that I think we see with this pandemic, with a lot of things being, um, a lot of the distractions kind of being cut off, right? Because we can't, well, some of us can't. Because there's a lot of people who are still getting flown out and they still living their best life. Let me tell you. Ain't no pandemic for them. Instagram, well, Houston has been lit. Listen. Like, people have been traveling here Listen, to go to certain clubs out here. When so. I see these hookah bars <laughs> and everybody's with the bottles and all yeah. this, it's like, listen, they have opted out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that we see from there is it's kind of like kind of closed in and really people are starting to see what matters to me. Right. right? So even being at home, you hear people um redesigning their spaces so it's Mm. like i'm purging stuff like listen i'm going through the closet i don't even wear this anymore like let me clean out the kitchen and really starting to fill their worlds with what brings me joy Mm. what expands my happiness what type of when i come into my house like how do i want to feel right type of thing and that also goes back with our relationships and the and the humans we decide to co-create life with yeah that's important i i appreciate that because I've never thought about, you know, well, having relationships with women in that way because, um, you know, from my own experience, I didn't grow up hanging out with a lot of women either. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't want to say I was a tomboy, but it was just like, eh. Sure. I didn't really get along with a lot of women. I got into a lot of arguments in high school, fights, whatever, you know, regular teenage stuff. (laughs) But um, 
Def, like you said, as I've I've gotten older, like I definitely value relationships with women. Um, I think it's important. Like I I need women, you know, like yeah. not in a you know sexual way, but it's sure. like I need them to like, you know, figure out who I am mm-hmm. and figure out what I want. Um, so. And we just have different perspectives. Again, it's not right or wrong. It's different. Right, yeah. You know, I'm sure if we were to speak to the gentleman here about any topic, they would have their perspective, which yeah. which would may differ than ours. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yes. I see Brandon itching over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, based on your boutique Mm -hmm. what are some ways well what do you think are some ways people can bring love into existence Mm -hmm. speak love into existence and write love into existence so yeah so the speaking love into existence is is always thinking and, and this takes practice until it becomes a default is how would I feel if I were the recipient of these words right mm. so whatever you're about to say to someone else like how would I feel if someone were to say that to me mm-hmm. and then especially as when we're moving into our love spaces so this is somebody in and, and and our love spaces when we speak about our romantic spaces is a very sacred space because oftentimes this is an individual who we allow the closest access to us emotionally, right? right? We become vulnerable. Um, If we're in healthy relationships, we become vulnerable. We Mm -hmm. open our hearts, we open our minds, we shed the mask, we shed, you know, all the layers and things like that. And it's just like, hey, this is me, here I am laws and all Mm. it's a very sacred space it's Mm -hmm. very vulnerable but when when you have access to someone's heart space like that there's a big responsibility that comes with that right I like to use the um, the analogy of open heart surgery right Mm -hmm. so when you have open heart surgery the room's very sterile right they crack open your chest they open up the rib cage they clamp it to the table Mm -hmm. your heart's beating Mm -hmm. right so it's open And in that space, even though the cardiologist uses very sharp tools, it's very strategic, right? Right. It's whatever they're doing is to help improve the heart because the heart has been damaged in some kind of way. It's very, very specific. And so to use that same analogy, when we're vulnerable in our our relationships, our hearts are open. The chest cavity is open Mm -hmm. in there. And for somebody to come in, so you need to check all your weapons at the door. And this is the importance (laughs) of going back to self healing from your your past wounds so you don't have to have the defense mechanisms you don't have to have all these weapons stashed on body because when we're wounded we interface with the world differently we're very defensive because we're trying to protect and what people don't realize is when you don't heal those emotional wounds what happens is you end up walking through the world protecting those wounds protecting it and by protecting it you have to keep people at a distance from you right that's not fun it's not fun whereas and you got to keep all your weapons on you because you you waiting it's right. oh i wish for somebody oh i wish somebody would <laughs> oh i ain't chopped nobody in a long time Look. you know ain't cussed nobody out in a long time mm-hmm. you know so you yeah. keep your weapons ready right but when you're wounded you see things differently mm-hmm. your wounds are the lens in which you see everything and it skews your perspective right right and so the the importance of in that vulnerable space is that when an individual comes and your heart's open and if they come in with the weapons of hard words 
or demeaning or disrespect or abuse on any level like the damage that it does there because it goes straight to the heart right and then from there there's wounds and and how do we how do we recover from that so as far as speaking speaking love into existence is always thinking how would i feel if I were the recipient of what I'm about to say, Back am to the I? Golden rule. Yes, mm-hmm. am, and and how would I feel if someone who I love deeply, someone who I respect deeply, were to speak to me, were to say this to me? Like, how would I feel? Mm. Right. Even when we're speaking to children, mm. it's a that's big important. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the the speaking and and getting to the point point of speaking life into individuals and there's a and there is a way that even if you want to identify like an area that someone could possibly grow in there's a way that you can do it right you don't have to be very harsh and and things like that right um as far as writing love into existence again your words are powerful like what are you writing like even when we go online like mm-hmm. you know and it's people feel like with celebrities and all of this and you know you can read the comments and the shade and the you know reads and all of these type of things right. but then what's the purpose of that right like okay so you said that like what was your intention of saying that like to, what to response right yeah and so now you have to go back within yourself like why do i want to do that like what is the purpose of that like what's going on within me that i feel like i have enough time to write a paragraph on Instagram for somebody I don't know for a page I'm following that I'm just so irritated by everything they post like un- unfollow like what it's are you doing sickness. what are you doing right that's why I blocked the shade room because I just can't yeah. it's too much like not only I've blocked other pages on Instagram sure. too because it's just like people are I don't know if they're bots or if they're real people but mm-hmm. it's like people don't know how to be kind yeah like, and I always say it takes nothing for you to be kind. It costs you nothing. Like, it really costs you nothing. Yeah. It, it takes nothing out of your day to just be a good person. Like, seriously. And then the thing about it is thinking about, like, and, and one of the things that we're seeing now in this pandemic with how it's um, hitting people in very different ways from death, mm. right, and and everything else in between is that we see how precious life is. And then when we start to think about like your energy and your time is the most precious commodity that you have. That's why there's so many entities vying for it. Mm -hmm. That's why social media is, you know, and all the ads and Google and everything that don't Google something because now all the ads are coming up on your Facebook, on Instagram, (laughs) in your email, your, you know, the ads when you're trying to clean out your email box, like, oh, you were at Aldo, Uh, Mm -hmm. here's some shoes, here's some (laughs) things like that. Like, you know, here's right. Mm -hmm. And so, because they know that your time and your energy is valuable, mm-hmm. right? So when we know that, being very intentional of where you spend it, with who, how, when, where, all of that. So by you saying like, hey, I've blocked some pages mm-hmm. because I don't want that content taking up my feed, taking up my time, taking up my energy, yeah. or planting seeds, because even if you were to read the comment, like now, that's in your mind Mm -hmm. because our brains don't have a recycle bin like computers like there's no way we can go in there and clear out the the recycle bin and just so everything we have consumed resides in our brain everything right right? so yes so that was the writing that was the speaking and then again bringing love of course goes back to self and the relationship you have because when you love self 
fully, when you love self deeply, you love others better. You show up differently. It's the way that you treat the environment. You don't litter. You you become responsible on all levels because the the way that you care for animals, like just everything, everything, because you start to see the interconnectedness when you, and I'm sure you see that with yoga, like, because yes. a lot of times with yoga, there's also meditation. Mm-hmm. And so the connection, you start to see how we are connected to everything. Right. And so the way that you show up and the way that you treat others is, is a reflection of how we treat ourselves. And so a lot of times when you see people with bad behavior, that's an indication of how wounded they are. Like, you know, and I, um, and, and you know it's not about you. Like, this is, this is their own stuff. This is stuff that they haven't dealt with, they haven't healed, and yeah. Yeah, that's challenging. One of the things, um, one of the limbs of yoga focuses on no harming. Whether it's, like you said, no animals, people, like you should not be harming people, like there should be no violence. Um, So, yeah, if you haven't, and people just think, one of the things about yoga, people just think yoga is just about doing poses and Mm -hmm. trying to get into the poses and like that is only one limb, like one out of the eight. So definitely if you have time to study some yoga, do it. And you know what, (laughs) and and the thing about it is like I, when I, taking yoga here i was taking it uh with jill at a yoga house okay, and I've um, never been there. yeah so black black woman black owned yoga studio here in houston and um and of course i know uh i know some other black yogi women that mm-hmm. are dope and um but one of the things when you said that it people think that it's about poses like i've gone before i found her i've gone to some of your commercial yoga type studios right Mm -hmm. that the majority of the people didn't look like us right and it and and the way that I learned yoga when I was in Florida is that it was this mind body spirit connection like Mm -hmm. the 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 poses were very intentional Mm -hmm. you know your breath was connected to it and um and that's how we, and it was a flow. We right. flowed through it. It was very intentional. It wasn't the speed yoga. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the trap yoga. It wasn't <laughs> yoga with goats. It wasn't yoga with beer. It that wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't any of that yoga. Not, yeah. I mean, everybody has their own thing. So when I went to some of these cookie cutter yoga places, and I remember one, and, and this is the importance of, because there's, again, like yoga established, right you have people who live this yoga life like it's it's integrated as you were saying from right. mind body spirit food everything mm-hmm. and then they're teachers and then they teach other people right, right. but then you have other people people interpret things differently and people have different intentions on why they get into it and and that shows up into now that they're teachers and the way that they teach their classes right right so i remember i was at one and I hadn't practiced in in many years and so her yelling out the poses or whatever I I didn't know them and I've been at studios before that they would say okay here we're gonna have you in the back so you can like look at some of the advanced people or the instructor will walk around make sure that you're in the right posture so you're not doing it incorrectly and I remember her standing at the front and just barking these poses and mm. and 
I, I think I was one of the only, like, beginners. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, you also have to be intentional. If your class isn't for beginners, don't try to get everyone's money and say it's for all levels when right. it's not. If you're if you're going to teach just for the advanced level, then say your class is just for advanced. People who have been doing yoga for whatever. Integrity. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't just say that. And so now when a newbie comes in and you want to shame them, stop staring. Don't look at other people. Focus Ooh. on yourself. This is, like, you know. And I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up leaving immediately because yeah. one thing about relationship with self <laughs> is that nobody gets the right to be disre- disrespectful for me or to me or anything. I will leave, right? right? Like I will remove myself. And right. so the thing is, um, I lost my train of thought with that, but um, just the importance of the uh, the connection. Yeah. 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 If I didn't learn anything else today, I learned that it's important to just go back to yourself yeah look at yourself in the mirror and check yourself before you wreck yourself and get a therapist and get a therapist because you don't have to do it by yourself right like Mm -hmm. get a therapist like make the investment we make investments everywhere else everywhere you know and and this whole what is it do it yourself diy like Mm -hmm. you don't you're not trying to diy your pap smear yeah you're not trying to do your own root canals right you're not changing the oil in your car right like you know go to an expert i mean that's the best use of your time your energy and your resources go to someone that this is what they do i agree i I go to therapy. I good. go every other week. Okay. Um, yeah. Good. I've been pretty consistent this year, so Very I'm good. really I'm happy. Yeah, for shout myself. out to your therapist. <laughs> shout out to your therapist. Yeah. Yes. But as a therapist, what do you think if people haven't been to therapy, what mm-hmm. just before you go, what do you think some benefits are um, for therapy? For going. So one of the beautiful things about therapy is that you have someone who is there in that hour just for you. Mm-hmm. Like it is tailored, customized for you, your life, your journey, where you are, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a good therapist is non-judgmental, very mm-hmm. objective. Like they're not going to superimpose their perspective. Like a good therapist is simply going to give you kind of like have you step back and look at different perspectives mm-hmm. like here's a perspective here's a perspective dun, dun, dun. and then now you're able to see things differently right, right? because a, 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 the the goal of therapy is for you to come back to yourself and realize that you're the source mm. like for you to reconnect and rediscover that all of the answers that you need are within yourselves you get that in yoga within right? it's within <laughs> yeah. but what happens is is we have these emotional wounds that serve as blocks and all this other muck that we no longer can hear mm-hmm. and and hear what's going on on the inside right so that's the benefit of therapy. Um, the third benefit is that you don't have to try to figure out everything on your own. Like you have individuals like this is what they dedicated their lives to, right? Professionally, right. academically, just. And so whereas you're, you, it may take you a long time, trial and error, trying to do that, mm-hmm. whereas therapy is like your straight road. Right. Like it gets you there faster. Mm -hmm. And that way, the faster that you get there, the faster you can implement it in your life and really start to experience these different uh, evolutions in in your life, in your relationship, in your perspective, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. And um, I don't want people to think that if you go one time, Mm. all of your issues are going to be resolved. Exactly. And 
another thing I want to say, and this is based on my own experience, be honest with your therapist. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Be honest i mean because all you're doing is a disservice to yourself hurting like, yourself i mean because listen like <laughs> she can all she or he can only work with the information that you give right right so i mean why why go there and try to hustle your therapist like it's a waste of money i mean the therapist appreciates your thanks right give me my coinage yeah but it, and a good therapist knows that you are and and will 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 discontinue services right. with you yeah. because it's a waste of her time or her or his time as well. Right. Right. Because if you're not ready for it, if you're not ready to even be honest with yourself, then I can use this slot for someone who is. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember I used to lie to my therapist. I don't do it anymore Good. because I'm just like, she's here for a reason. Yeah. Like I'm paying, you know, I'm paying to come here. I pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to go to therapy. Not a lot, but yeah, sure. You know, sure. It's enough. I mean, it's it's the same thing, like, I I don't know, a lot of people can always understand the physical aspect, right? So Mm -hmm. put it with a a trainer. Like, the trainer, nutritionalist gives you the plan. You say you want to reach these goals by such and such. They, you know, create the regimen for you. You meet with the trainer one, two, how many times a week. Right. And but all the other times you're not with them, you're eating McDonald's, you're not exercising, you're not doing this. And then, like you said, you show up and I don't know why I'm, I'm following it. Yeah. I'm eating. No, you're not. And then you start from square one. Exactly. Yeah. And then the same thing. Now that ther- the, now the trainer has to let you go because you out here, people aren't going to want to be my my client because it's just like, oh, well, I'm training with Misha. And like, are you? Right. <laughs> What plan you are? Yeah, I don't want to go there. They're not a good trainer. Right, exactly. Well, Misha, I do want to thank you for joining the show and coming on and giving your expertise on relationships and therapy. I really, really appreciate that. Um, So, can you tell people how they can follow you? Sure. How they can get in contact with you? So, on Instagram, it's Love Grows underscore misha m-i-s-h-a and that's that's the easiest way because then from there the link in the bio will connect you to the web page all social media okay. how to schedule sessions yes i do offer a complimentary 15 minute um zoom call for for potential clients and this is just for a way for us to do a meet and greet you can ask some questions mm-hmm. those type of things because i think it's very important when you're selecting a therapist that there is a connection that you have that this it has to be someone that you feel comfortable being your authentic self that you right. don't feel like there's any judgment um so that so i do offer that and all of that's in the bio okay great mm-hmm. well thank you again for yay thanks for having me taking this journey over here to the north side exactly <laughs> but no it was a pleasure it was a pleasure yeah, chatting. thank of you course. for the invite yes thank you and that's a wrap y'all peace